This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a This is Live at Five. Oh, Live Lord, at Five. Lord, Live Lord, at Lord, Five. Lord, Lord, Lord. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Bill Robinson. Uh, where am I? Here I am. It's a Monday edition of the Live at Five show. Uh, I know you've been sworn in. I've read your testimony or your statement. And we're ready for the People's Court here. Otherwise, none of the Live at Five show with yours truly here on a Monday. Look at the calendar. It's the 11th of uh, April. Am I right on that? Time is flying by. Before you know it, you know, uh, winter's going to end here any day now. Any day now. Explain what happened to me today. Uh, as I casually went to pay a bill today at a local place called Shorty's. Now I can't breathe. Dip, 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 dip. I do this all the time. I get all hepped, you know, all piped up to do the show. And then I, can I stop breathing? I still can't get over this. Anyway. I'm here, and I uh, went to Shorty's today for the first time in my life, and no, I am not a fat bastard. Not yet. But today, I, 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 it was a struggle. It really was. And it was, it's embarrassing to, to mention this. But the person that I was with, I said, boy, there's something for the radio show today, and I, and I have to share it. I, I, uh, I had a, a, a lunch with, uh, with a producer on a project that I'm working on, and as we went out to pay for the bill, I went to reach for my wallet, and I couldn't get my wallet out of my back right pocket. I couldn't get it out of there. I, I you know, it's it's like you know the old thing when they try to t- when they tell when they show like a monkey can't, you know, a monkey grabs like a big ass apple inside the middle of a tree or a big nut or you know they can't reach they, they reach in they can't they can't let go and they get their arms stuck in there. That's the way I felt today. I couldn't get my own hand out of my own pocket, and I couldn't even reach to hold it. It wasn't even sideways either. You know how you guys know this. If you have a wallet in your back butt pocket, sometimes it's it's sideways and you gotta, gotta kind of shimmy it, you know, vertically. So then you can. I, it took me. I kid you not. And and this is uh, this is infinity when you're doing it in front of uh, people. It took me like 45 seconds to take my wallet out of my back pocket uh, to the point where my friend was offering to pay. I said, No, I'm, you're here for me. And I don't want to look like some schmuck, you know, uh, at the last minute, you know, how people go to the, oh, I'm going to go to the restroom while the, uh, the bill comes out. Oh, you covered that? Okay, great. Ralph, I don't have any uh, offices in Akron. I'm an assistant plumber. So, you know, and, and so I wanted to share that because, it, no, I don't have arthritis. Uh, I just couldn't get my, my wallet out of my pocket. And, of course, the lady said, oh, you must have so much money in there. That's why it's so big. There's nothing in there. It's just an embarrassing moment. So and whenever I have an embarrassing moment, I'd like to share it right here on the Live at Five show. 
And if that's happened to you, uh, you know, you know, we're we're both in the the hole of shame together. All right. So last week I forgot to mention this, and I, and I even wrote a note to myself to mention this. Uh, we've seen a lot of atrocities, obviously, in uh, Ukraine. It continues. Looks like he's going to double down. The theory is he wants to get at least part of Ukraine under his own belt uh, by May seventh for their communist, uh, you know, for, for the day of uh, a celebration of when the Russians claim that they. They won World War II by themselves, by the way. Typically, they, they, don't, they don't give any credit to anyone else. And for that matter, neither do we. Uh, if it wasn't for the Red Army attacking on the other front in uh, Berlin, uh, we probably the, the war wouldn't have ended when it did in 1945. So credit is deserved there. But that's their big day. And, uh, that's, and now, now he's going to double down on the east there. I think he's just given up altogether. All I've said it all along. If there's one silver lining to all this, uh, Russia's not who we, we thought they were. That doesn't make it any easier to see uh, innocent people getting killed. But it's it's you know if you've noticed, people don't talk about World War Three as much anymore because they know that we, we're dealing with this with a country that's not as powerful as we thought they were. And, and perhaps this might lead uh, a President Xi to say, "Well, I don't have a partner over there in Europe anymore because he's not the guy I thought he was either." Um, so the the new axis of evil uh, might might be walking in another direction. There's been no threat against Taiwan. And who could speculate other than to say that she doesn't like what's going on in Ukraine, so maybe he's got another plan for Taiwan later. It doesn't really matter. But nonetheless, here's, here's my point. Last week, a guy by the name of Benjamin Hall uh, for Fox News, I've been watching this guy like we all have. He was like the second guy to be at, uh, inside Ukraine. He replaced the bald-headed guy that was there when the—, when the uh, and he, now he's doing— uh, Virtually nothing. That guy. He's, I guess they put him on. A, I guess if you go to Ukraine for any news network, including Fox, um, you you get a hall pass for the next month, and you start doing little, you know, little things like uh, a bake sales or something, uh, because you've done your time. Well, this poor guy by the name of Benjamin Hall, good-looking guy. I think he's British, and I I had heard that uh, there was a, a, you know this uh, over ten days ago now that someone from Fox got injured. We didn't know to which extent, and two of his producers were killed on site from a from a uh, of some type of missile or shell well sure enough it's benjamin hall he lost uh, a part of his leg his foot uh he can't see out of one eye he's got an eye patch and he can't hear too well <clears throat> but uh, it really hits home i mean you know thousands of people have died uh but when you see a guy you know good looking dude you know typical anchor guy just uh doing his job and to see him lying there in the picture in somewhere, I'm assuming in Germany or Poland, uh, you know, with with, and he's not intact like he was with the way we saw him. It, it 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 really hits home. So I wanted to mention that on Friday when I had an opportunity, I never did. Uh, but his his humble statement when he said uh, he reveals the horror of his own injuries, but at the same time he feels pretty damn lucky. And, uh, and, and needless to say, some of the some of the responses on Facebook are like, "Well, you shouldn't have been there to begin with, and that's what you get for working for Fox News." Blah blah blah. Well, that's just ridiculous. The guy uh, was telling a story. He was uh, living out his dream as a journalist. Yes, if he had to second guess this move, I'm sure you know who who the hell would give up their leg or or life or limb for a story. But you just don't know when it's going to happen. It happened to him. He's alive to tell the tale. Two others died, but uh, he'll live with this for the rest of his life. There was that one guy, uh, Woodruff, I think his last name, for ABC. He was supposed to be the heir apparent. He was supposed to replace, if I'm not mistaken, Peter Jennings when Peter Jennings died. Uh, but he had a, a major head injury. And uh, you see him every now and then. You hear him on the radio. He, he's a proponent for uh, 
uh, fallen soldiers or wounded soldiers uh, and, and head injuries for that matter. But uh, it, it does happen. All right, so seven five. Uh, no, I'm not ready for the phones. Uh, locally, really, and again, looking at news junkie spell of the big com, no news is good news. Uh, not much about Stewart's Gate, if you can call it that. And uh, no other news to declare at this point here in good old Watertown, New York. Today's weather was awesome. I was outside moments ago talking to a client, and just the, 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 the beating of the sun in my, the back of my neck, just a great feeling. It truly is. Uh, and I shared uh, something with uh, a, a guy that listens to the show. Is, uh, hopefully he won't mind if I say his name. Uh, Jim Hearn is his name. Apparently he's a photographer, a very good one. He uh, took a photo of what looks to be an old vehicle or a replica of an old vehicle on Public Square in front of the, in front of the uh, Crystal Restaurant at night. And it looked very noir, as in N-O-I-R, as in like Humphrey Bogart movies or Raymond Chandler movies, uh, black and white flicks of uh, suspense and, uh, uh, you know, I guess you could say, not, you know, Raymond Chandler movies, for the lack of a better way of putting it. So I saw a photo that he posted on Facebook, and I, I, I took the liberty of sharing it on the Noir Society page with 11,000 members. And I did that on Friday, and nearly 200 people have liked it and commented on it. These are people from all over the world, mostly from all over the country, my age or older, that love noir-type films that you might see on American uh, Movie Channel. So I wanted to share that with you because it's a beautiful photograph. I should send it over to News Junkie. It's a tremendous photo at night uh, with the Crystal Restaurant in the background and this beautiful 1940-something convertible car with the big lamps in the front. Uh, so it's, uh, I just wanted to share that because what I did was typically when you go to that site, it's, it's, it's something, uh, a picture of a movie back from the 40s or 50s. And the noir genre actually still exists today. That You could still make a movie like that. It doesn't have to be an old black and white movie with some big, tall blonde walking into a, you know, a detective's office. Uh, you could still make them. But my point was, here's a, little, here's a noir look uh, taken in downtown Watertown in, 19, in 2022. And immediately it was posted by the administrator of the group and has seen a lot of activity. All right, so the other big New York State story, it's, it's amazing how New, uh, Watertown, New York, always gets you know, some type of notoriety, uh, in most cases for the wrong reasons. But last week, some kid from Watertown, 36 years old, his name, and I'll get to it right now, I'm looking at the Channel 7 story by way of News Junkie, uh, the Watertown man of, uh, accused of robbing a bank in Monticello in Sullivan County, uh, 33-year-old Charles Pratt, tall kid, goes into Monticello, uh, uh, and in, uh, whatever, one of the M&T Bank, shows them a note, uh, does not brandish a gun or any type of weapon apparently, but the note was enough for the teller to hand over money an undisclosed amount. He at the time was in, in, a, in a stolen 2015 Ford Explorer. Anybody missing a stolen 2015 Ford Explorer around here? Because they found it in Harlem <coughs> this past weekend with Charles Pratt inside asleep. So this is a New York uh, state of mind story. Look, mind you, he's from Watertown. He robs a bank in Monticello in Sullivan County downstate. He then jumps into a stolen vehicle and proceeds to go to Manhattan and of all places winds up in Harlem. And by the way, a bright orange shirt. He robbed the bank in what looks to be something that you would wear if you were in, in a prison cell somewhere, you know, in Clinton County. And they have a picture of him here. He's a tall kid. Looks, looks like a normal guy. I don't know what happened to, uh, to Charles. 
but apparently he needed money. And then he uh, wasn't going to spend the money in Sullivan County, so he went down to New York City. I, why Harlem? I have no idea. But Watertown made the uh, made New York news today, uh, in the last weekend. I just just can imagine if you know they got to they got to do an all points bulletin. Say, hey, by the way, if you see a white it's 2015 Ford pickup truck with some screwball that wears what appears to be a bright orange sweatshirt, uh, that guy just robbed a bank in upstate New York. Be on the lookout. Okay, whatever. And sure enough, they found him. He made it very easy for them by falling asleep in his own getaway car. But uh, now it looks like he is. And now they extradited. Uh, they sent him back up to uh, Sullivan County, uh, where he's uh, being processed right now. What 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 went wrong with uh, with Charles Pratt? Does anyone know him? And not not to get personal and whatnot, but again, I look at stories like this with a lot of intrigue. Maybe I'm stereotypical. Maybe I just don't see this guy as a typical bank robber. But, you know, he's a young kid, 33. Looks like an everyday guy with a, you know, working stiff, you know, making a living. But, uh, you know, to go on the deep end, to walk into a bank and, 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 and do what he did in a stolen vehicle, that's, uh, that's a dark day. That's, that's ambitious, to say the least, for the wrong reasons, mind you. But anyway, Watertown in the news in New York City. So there you have it, for the wrong reasons once again. And other than that, it's a fine day in Watertown, New York. So if you want to call in, by all means, uh, do so. 755-1240. <coughs> I mentioned the, uh, the journalist. And, uh, and then and another story that I sent to myself. It's just, it just amazes me when I see this. A leftist professor, for instance, this according to some website I've never heard of. doesn't matter. A leftist professor... Harasses hotel in New York City after seeing Fox News on a gym TV. So here is a guy. His last name is Mann, Michael Mann, not the director, who heads up the University of Atmospheric Sciences Department in Penn State. Uh, according to his own rant, he confronted a hotel worker about displaying a channel that promotes anti-American, pro-Russian propaganda. That was Fox News. Only to allegedly be told that the channels were preset by the hotel and could be changed. He eventually got it changed, and they sent him a letter. And he was all, uh, all excited about it, that, you know, that, that propaganda would not be espoused inside that gymnasium at the Marriott. And then he says, and thank God, because the fate of the world was looking pretty precarious for a second. Can you believe how many of these people out there? This is a professor. We should respect people that teach others, right? If you are uh, at the status of being an educator <coughs> or a professor for adults 18 plus, and he took it upon himself to, to make this, uh, uh, this, this, this uh, complaint and then later on say that he did it for, you know, for, in the best interest of our democracy. They keep on saying that. Oh, the world's a lot better now. Can't watch Fox News while you're on a treadmill. I, I, I saved the day, did I not? So it just goes back to what's going on with Elon Musk. Elon Musk, the richest man in the world, drops $3.8 billion for 9.5% of Twitter. Then he starts investigating Twitter as a share as a major shareholder. And then they asked him if he wanted to be on the board, and he said, "No, I'm going to buy more shares. That would limit me to 14 percent." Apparently, he's going to go for the whole gambit. So while Donald Trump was going to create his own social media platform, <coughs> uh, Elon Musk just bought somebody else's. He just bought an existing one, and it looks like, for all practical purposes, he's he's in the driver's seat. Driver's seat. Oh yeah. So he goes to, uh, I don't know if he went to the headquarters in, in uh, Los Angeles, in South San Francisco, but Twitter's headquarters are in San Francisco, where they should be. No surprise there. 
and he realizes after a very short period of time, remember, he just made this purchase like 10 days ago. And within days, he starts analyzing, and he says, wait a minute. It, it appears as if Twitter is dead. And they said, well, why do you say that? Says, well, look at, the, look at the, the, the biggest followers. Look at the people with the number one uh, amount of followers. Apparently, it's uh, Justin Bieber. Is it Dustin or Justin? One or the other. The, the Beeb. He's got 80 million followers, whichever. Uh, and then um, who's, the, who's the girl, the famous singer from Pennsylvania? I forget her name. Taylor Swift. And they mentioned others, uh, DiCaprio. And they said of the biggest fo- uh, group of, of those with the largest number of followers on Twitter, they contribute the least. They contribute the least. So who cares if you have 80 million Twitter followers? If you're not commenting on that platform, why are you there? So that's the first thing he notices. And then Elon Musk realizes that the, the, the company headquarters is hardly used, meaning that the board members never show up anymore. And then he looks at the books, just kind of like, you know, someone in like a bar rescue. Open up the books. Look how much money we're losing. And he realizes that the company's on a downward slide. It's not making any money. This should be no surprise. Because once Joe Biden won, in two th- I knew this was going to happen. Once Joe Biden took presidency in the election of 2020, all social media and, media and major media outlets went on the, the immediate decline. Why? Because your job was done. Your job is done. You threw everything at the fan you could to get Trump out. You succeeded. Now you got to live on your own. So in that process, Fox got smart and said, hey, let's put up a, a, a late-night show. Started at 11. Who cares about the local uh, 11 o'clock news broadcast in America? Nobody's watching that anyway. Let's get a 30-minute jump on, on the late-night shows, and Stephen, including Stephen Colbert, because most people are asleep anyway. And let's get our own on there with a roundtable uh, 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 discussion without an audience and a live band and see what happens. It's an hour show. We start an hour, half hour early. What happens? Stephen Colbert went from one to two. Jimmy Fallon went from two to three. Jimmy Kimmel went from three to four. Who's number one? Greg Gutfeld. Greg Gutfeld is the number one guy. Why? Because you don't need to watch Steve Colbert belittle and besmirch former Donald President Trump. You don't need Jimmy Fallon. You don't need Jimmy Kimmel anymore. Same thing with CNN. All their numbers went down. Recently, was it Brian Seltzer boy, whatever they call him over there, uh, uh, a pineapple head? I forget what they call him. Humpty Dumpty. And I hate nicknames, by the way, but you know who I'm talking about. He's a short, pudgy guy with uh, really white teeth. God bless him. He's at a seminar of some sorts, and some 18-year-old kid who later appeared on, on uh, uh, Tucker Carlson's show asked a very, very good question. I'm sure you saw this. If you're listening to AM 1240 for five seconds, I already know who you are. You know what I'm talking about. He challenged the panel, which include Brian Seltzer on the, on the stage. He says, why is it all these things that are coming out now were never disclosed, and yet you seem to think on this dais here, this, this whatever conference they were doing, that Fox News is the enemy, where in fact you did this, that, the other thing, and you never said anything about the, Joe, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop story. And of course, Seltzer responds, well, good thing it's lunchtime, let's go, you know, jokingly. Nobody laughed, by the way. And on the same day, another young entrepreneur uh, or journal, wannabe journalist challenged uh, the editor of The Atlantic, which I really rarely pay any attention to. Some, some elitist broad was sitting on stage, and he asked him basically the same question. Why didn't you uh, find any int- Why didn't you expose the Hunter Biden laptop story when it came out? Oh, it just wasn't attractive enough. It just blah, blah, blah. It's amazing. It truly is. And, 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 and all this happening while we still see and read reports each and every day right now of Attorney General Letitia James of New York State still finding reasons 
to, to put the, uh, the, the, the Trump family in jail for things that they did or allegedly did prior to the presidency over some you know, illegal labor ha- uh, handling, whichever. And who knows if the Trump family was responsible or not. The bottom line is I'm sure you could pick at any company for this, that, or the other thing and say, oh, that's wrong. So while they continue to try to put the Trump family in jail for evidence that they're still looking for, you have three laptops with enough evidence to show that Hunter Biden and his father were the big guy were in fact colluding, and yet nothing is said about it. So this leads everything up to one question. It looks like the left are finally giving up on Joe Biden. Their ratings are, are in the toilet. No one wants to read the New York Times anymore, although a lot of people still are. Trust me, they're still very, very profitable. But now it's the time. And my brother and I have been going back and forth on this. Who are they going to pick? Where are they going to go with this? It's not going to be Joe Biden. He could barely get through the first two years. Kamala Harris makes a fool out of herself each and every day. So are they just going to double down after they lose the House and Senate, which inevitably they will, and just step up the, the heaters uh, and then get social media back in tow again? Or this, you know, and then all of a sudden, Joe, even Joe Scarborough's acting like you know, he's questioning things. So it, it, we're right now, we're in a big transition pe- period, folks. We really are. Joe Biden is floundering. The only thing he has on his side is Russia isn't the, 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 the military we thought they were. And, yes, at the end of the day, Joe Biden actually looks good in that whole sequence. But the war continues. But we'll have to see. Here's my guess. I'm going to put it out there today, the 11th of April, 2022. I think they're going to, th- they're going to throw a fast one at us. But eventually they're going to have to come down to, the, to their senses after, after uh, the effects of the, of, the, uh, of the midterms come in. And by January of 2023, they're going to have to come up with a new candidate. It's not Kamala Harris. My guess is they're going to put some type of combo together with Pete Buttigieg and Stacey Abrams. I know a lot of you might be rolling your eyes, laughing your heads off, but the mere fact that Joe Biden is our president right now just you know, exclaims everything. So you can't laugh anymore. Anything is possible, but they're not going to go with Biden. Pete Buttigieg right at this point has the highest numbers ranking in, in the, the Biden administration. That's right. Our, our, you know, our, our transportation system is aging. It's not going anywhere. He says we have racist bridges and all this other nonsense. He is the number one guy in the administration. Of course, they need to get someone of color, just like they do in the Supreme Court, just like they do in the Senate, just like they do whenever they can. Uh, so they'll do something with the vice presidential candidate, just like they did with Kamala Harris, except it will not be Kamala Harris. This time around, they'll go for the, the gusto. They'll go for Stacey Abrams. Just a thought. Just a hunch. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. It's uh, Lefty. What's going on? Hey, Glenn. How's it going today? What's happening? I'm going to put a little prediction here. Prediction. What about my prediction? Yeah, your predictions are, are, are sound. I, I don't think Buttigieg, I, don't, I think Talk everyone up. is laughing at him behind his back, including the Democrats. He, he was the young hope that just didn't pan through because he got so woke that he had to take off a lot of time for his gay baby during the, you know. He, the, the baby's not gay. The baby's not gay. Yeah. Come on. Well, it's it's a gay couple's baby. They're you know neither of them need to take any time off work because of two months. They took two months off. Two months. I know, but neither, but neither of them had anything physical done to them where they need any recovery time. Is what I'm not, none whatsoever. Here, 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 right here, 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 here and they didn't it, breastfeed. It might a lot of things. It might mean that he's a, a, a cotton man. It might mean that he's a gentleman. What it doesn't mean is he's not a leader. Yeah, that's just not 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 the way you do. You got to lead by example. Everybody can't take two months off in the middle of a war. Can't right. do it. No, you know, can't do it. If you if you if if the people that you're going to have under you, say the military, as the government has, can't do it, then no one can do it. That's the only fair way to look at it. There you go. 
that changes, it changes. But until then, you can't jump the ship like he did. No. So he's over and done. Put him out of the picture. He's not going to be around. I had hope on him, and I'm not even a Democrat, but it was just, you know, someone young in the Democratic right. Party. That yeah, right. I agree. I agree. So who uh, is... Okay, here, here's, here now, now that all, all the naysayers that have been out there and have, you know, really worried about everything that happened, you know, on the, the invasion... Spit it out! Of, the, the invasion of the Capitol building... I, I don't know what else you're, you're going to say to it. I don't know how you're going to be there. That was done because there was a, a controversy on how the election was carried out and whether or not it was legit. Right. Now that all the information's coming out, right. and it's coming out in an extreme amount, and it isn't coming out where it's going to come out in the, the main media immediately, no. but the media is going to have to follow sure. that the the election was swayed, not mm-hmm. by Russian collusion, not by any of the craziness that the far left has said, right. and certainly not by by any of the craziness that the far right has said, right. but just from things where the media doesn't have the option to bury something like the whole Hunter Biden story that now turns out all to be true and yeah. worse than we had even thought. Right. That right there was an election changer. Right, it was. So right there, we do have a faulty election. That's one of many things where we have a faulty election. The way that we counted ballots, that was a faulty. Big time. It goes on and on. When you add them all together, yeah. I guess the uprising that we had over that is a bit more justified than it's been portrayed in the in the past. Do you believe that? I believe that that's not the way they look at it, and they won't, and they have a two-year period to make there's, it work in their favor. There, there, there's not too many of the, the ones that are you are saying they now. The they's, like someone who is going to go right out and, and, like, say, one of our main callers is going to come out and say this and going to back this up and still going to sort the president. Right. There's not that many people out there anymore. The deep Democrat um, isn't that person anymore. They know they know exactly what, like, Sleepy Joe, Stumbling Joe, whatever you want yeah, to call him. Yeah, yeah. I pour they it know up. how he is. Yeah. They, they know that they, they won the election on accident. That's all it was. They won the election on accident at best broad second. I think all that's going to go together along with, and I hate to use this word with what we're calling an insurrection because that's not what it was. But because of that, that was triggered because of the election. There was no other reason that was. And now it's not that anything like that is ever justified, but you got to look into it at the terms of what people are going to expect in the future and what people are going to respect in the future. Right now, there's no one in the Democratic Party that's going to get any respect. There just isn't anyone. Uh, who else could it be? Uh, well, Stacey that, Abrams, I think, is the only one. She's, she, and, and they owe her. They owe her so much because she, she, uh, the very next day after the insur- so-called insurrection uh, was the special election in, in Atlanta, in Georgia, I should say. And for the most part, she was instrumental in getting that all put together. So uh, I would say Stacey Abrams is definitely going to be on the ticket because they need someone of color. Just like Kamala Harris, but they need someone more competent with more kutzpah. And let me tell you, the one thing about uh, Stacey Abrams, like Yafet Koto, she has kutzpah. Uh, so I, I, you and I probably wouldn't agree with her politics. In fact, I can go out on a limb and say that. But uh, they need someone on, on, on that side. So don't be surprised if Stacey Abrams is, uh, is uh, up, up on the ticket. That's for sure. But they got to figure out a way how yeah. to do that without embarrassing uh, Kamala, and for that matter, you know, putting Joe to sleep for good because, you know. Well, but embarrassing Kamala, that. And I mean that done. figuratively. Everybody knows, everybody knows that really what she's capable of right now, and it's very little. Yeah. She isn't a leader, and that's what, what the main thing you have to be. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be the smartest person. You don't have to, you know, 
I've done all the things that Biden said he did that he didn't really do. You don't have to do all that. All you have to do is you really have to be an honest, good person and be a leader. And we, we don't we don't have a lot of that going on right now. Across the board, we don't have a lot we of don't. that going we on don't. right now. But I got to go, but uh, you make good points as always, uh, Lefty. Hey, yeah, have a great day. Bye-bye now, don't you know. That's uh, Lefty. This is the Live at Five. Show. looked up at the clock, and it's late. We're already 28 minutes before the hour. This is how fast things go. We'll be back. We need leaders who stand up to Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, and the radical left. Leaders like Chris Jacobs. He's a successful smith. Max Moore. 215 Burnett Avenue in Syracuse, Waterton, Rochester, Binghamton, and Montrose, PA. I was watching something on Fox. There you go again. And there you go again. <clears throat> I know my, my, my mind is toiled. And by the way, I did watch a little bit of The View today with Sonny Houston. She, she was just enamored over the, uh, the presentation and the ceremony they had for uh, new Supreme Court Justice uh, uh, Miss Jackson. And what a great moment it was. And, and, you know, a great moment, of course, for her and people of color and young. You know, it's funny. It's not funny. I got a story about the Seattle subway system. I'm looking it up here on Google. I can't find it. But I saw something on Fox. I'll get that out in a bit. But the Hawaiian senator, I'm forgetting her name. And if anyone can text me or, or tell me what her name is, uh, she, was, uh, uh, she was really uh, outspoken during the Kavanaugh hearings uh, about, what, three, four years ago. And, uh, and just telling white, white men to do the right thing and just shut up and keep it in your pants type thing, that, that woman. Now, Hawaii doesn't take much to win anything. Uh, there's like, you know, not many people living there. And as long as you, you look the part and you, you act like a, a, a complete revolutionary, you got the gig. But, but she, she was just gloating over the fact. You know, she, she went through the same. This is when Jackson was, uh, was on the hill there. Uh, for her hearings to see if she would be uh, appointed. And, of course, she, she did. But I saw something over the Internet uh, recently where the senator of Hawaii was just, just going on and on and on. Here it is. You know, she's, uh, she's Asian. I, I don't know if she's uh, Japanese by, or Philippine. I don't know. I, or just Hawaiian. I should know this stuff, but she's clearly Asian. So she puts herself in the category of one woman, two minority, because she's a person of color. So now she's feeling comfortable by saying, you know what? All people that look like you can say I can do, you know, the whole thing, the whole speech that we hear again and again and again. What does this prove? This proves that it doesn't matter who you are in America, you can get it done. And it took over 200 years, but now we finally have a black, a black uh, woman representing uh, our judicial system. And she's gloating and she's going on. Meanwhile, Jackson's just sitting there having to take this. She doesn't want to be there to begin with. But you can get it a, a feeling that Jackson was resenting what she was saying. It's like, you, you could just like, hey, you could talk all you want about what, how special it is here. But at the end of the day, you and I are not on the same page. We're women. We're minority groups. But we're not the same people. So shut the hell up. She didn't say that, by the way. Glenn Curry's interpreting that way. And I'm pretty good at, at uh, uh, body language. And in fact, the actual link that I saw said that. Look how angry Jackson gets. She, and not angry to the point where she's steaming hot mad. But you could tell she's just like, shut up. You're kowtowing. And that's not right. And as much as I can't stand uh, identity politics, at that very moment, she was correct for, 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 for being uncomfortable with that. Because that's what people do. You know, the, the, the white chick on The uh, uh, on the View, she's always kowtowing, or for that matter, Joy Bahar. 
It's like, listen, you guys are you guys might be women. You might, you might call yourselves liberal, but at the end of the day, you're not in the same group. Don't ever think otherwise. That's the white liberals. Oh, geez, we got to give chance BLM a chance. All this stuff. Said so, no, they they don't want you. If they got control tomorrow, the first people that would be out would be you. You'd be done. You'd be finished. Of course, that's never going to happen because we know at the end of the day who runs things. But it's just an observation. But the other thing I wanted to say, and I'm looking for it as I speak. There was a story on Fox today. It was unbelievable. The Seattle subway system is on the on the verge of bankruptcy. And the first thing that comes to mind is, well, maybe it was a failed effort. Just like in Los Angeles, they try to build their own subway. They spent a billion dollars. It didn't get anyone anywhere. Because the culture down there is if, if, if you live a block away from your house or your job, you're still going to drive. You're not going to take a subway, especially in an in a, in a earthquake zone. Well, I heard the story that, oh, the Seattle subway system might be going bankrupt. So maybe they just don't want to you know, take. Maybe it's too dangerous. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Maybe it's unreliable. So no, it's not. It's not that at all. They literally have a buddy system at the turnstile. So New York City was built on the turnstile and 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 always you know had to rely on the monies it made for each fare goer. So if you pay, I don't care if you paid five cents back in 1911 or two and a half dollars as it is. I don't even know what the token is these days. That is that is imperative. That everyone that jumps on a subway doesn't jump over the cross uh, 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 the turnstile. And, get, and pays legitimately. I remember as, as going to Christ the King, I, I tried to slip into a subway one time, and uh, a black police officer was not going to have it. And believe me, I will never forget that day again, and I always paid from that point going forward. I flashed a fake, uh, outdated uh, uh, a railway uh, you know, pass. It was the wrong color. And he was on the phone at the time. And I'll never forget it. I walked in. It was the M train in Metropolitan Avenue in Queens. Just got out of high school. And I, I walked through there, and I just I showed the badge to the guy behind the counter. He could care less. He knew it was fake. We all did it. <clears throat> you know, mob mentality. It wasn't just my fault. Other people were doing it. And sure enough, the, this, uh, this uh, officer said, hold on. He was talking on the phone. He said, wait a minute. So he slams open the door. He's in one of those old uh, 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 phone booths there. And the place was a mess. The metropolitan area was disgusting back in the 70s. But he said, hey. I go, I turn around. Let me see that badge. Let me see that pass. And I showed it to him, and I knew right away. <laughs> yeah, you try to get, yeah, don't pull that on me again. And he went right back to his conversation. He closed the door. He went right back to his conversation. I said, I'll never do that again. And I never did. So anyway, uh, that was my 20, even at a discount, I couldn't pay. That's how cheap I was. But I did it that day. And, I, and so I did it. So then I read the story today. On, I, I actually see the story on Fox. And they're talking about how it's going backward because they, they don't have turnstiles. They have a buddy system. And they, 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 they've had it all along. But when COVID happened, they, they said, well, you know, it's tough. You know, COVID, no one's working, blah, blah, blah. Let's give people a break. Uh, people prior to COVID were, were people of color. They were the ones that were, that were, they were getting fined for not paying, blah, blah, blah. Let's, let's relax that. Hey, it's a tough time. We want to be good citizens. We want to keep the major corporations here. We want to make sure the BLM is happy. Well, then they realized that only 15% of people jumping on their subway in the last year and a half have been paying. They're going bankrupt. Can you believe that? Here it is, a multi-billion dollar subway system costs millions of dollars every day just to maintain, just to keep open. 
is running out of money because of a buddy system. And in, in the process, they showed, like, they don't show police officers, you know, demanding money from people that didn't pay. They wouldn't even know who paid or not unless you had some type of ticket or some, some type of crazy system. But they showed people, get this, folks, they showed young people in their early 20s with clipboards. <clears throat> and it, and it, it gave me that image of how, you know, defunding the police. Let's, let's get some social workers out there. Some madman's yielding a knife somewhere with his wife in a domestic incident, and he's high on drugs. But, you know, let's get a social worker out there with a clipboard and see if he can calm him down. So, yeah, there's some, some, some kid with a clipboard with no gun, no badge, and ask someone who doesn't want to pay to be on a subway, why didn't you pay to be on the subway? So you're not going to get results that way. In fact, who in their right mind would want that job? That's like being a, a, a meter maid. No one likes a meter maid. That's a horrible job. You got to do your job. Every the moment you start writing on a piece of paper, someone already hates your guts. Can you imagine? Hey, what? You, uh, my son's getting a job. He's going to college, but during the summer months, well, he's he's working for the uh, Seattle subway system. Oh, really? What's he doing there? Oh, he's making sure people pay to get on. It's like, well, take your kid off there immediately. That's a death wish. That's like working at an Optimo shop at two o'clock in the morning in the Bronx. Eventually, he's going to get shot. So that's what's happening in Seattle. The woke society, just out of control, letting people just jump on a train because they feel it's, it's in their best interest to do so. And all of them took advantage of it. And, with it, and you know, here's the thing. If the, if the Seattle subway system goes bankrupt tomorrow, what are they going to say? What is Sonny Houston going to say? Oh, they're racist. They won't allow people of color to get back and forth to work. How can they make their living? So you can't win here, folks. You just can't win. Go to the phones, and i got to do a break. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, don't you think it's really funny that Whoopi Goldberg says all kinds of anti-Semitic things in police? Nobody even really blinks much of an eye, but right. well, she supported, when she supported Mr. Smith, now she's out, she's gone. <laughs> well, uh, who's Miss? Oh, uh, you mean uh, Will Smith? Yeah, yeah. She's put a lot of support into Will Smith and on the slap deal, and uh, they said today that uh, Whoopi won't be on the... No, for quite a while. Uh, uh, so that's your theory because of the Smith involvement. You're saying? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm pretty sure they've they've canceled her out for a while. Yeah, uh, canceled. Can, can I say one? Can I say one other name that that is the reason why she's not here for a while for indefinitely? She says she's doing a movie, but you know the real. Yeah, right. you, oh, I know. You don't want to know the real reason? Crazy Ray, I'll give it to you. I, I know. Tell me the real reason. It's, I know it, but go ahead. It starts with the letter R. It's named Rittenhouse. <laughs> Rittenhouse is going to sue her ass. She's got to make a lot of movies. She's got to be like uh, uh, Nicolas Cage now. She's bankrupt after mm-hmm. after Rittenhouse takes her for at least $10 million, at least, because right. she was one of the worst culprits. So that's why yeah. she's gone, in my opinion. I could be wrong on that. Yo, no, I think you're dead on, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's, a, it's a combination, but yeah, I mean, you know, she... And then, yeah, <laughs> it, she was like... crazy. Yeah, it, she, so how are you feeling, Crazy Ray? You sound good. I know we keep going back to this. It's pretty good today. It's, it's, up and, it's an up and down thing. I tell you, I mean, I, I don't suffer the things you had. I didn't have COVID. I had the opposite. I had I have effects from, from the booster shot. And I told Jim today, he says, Clark, that's completely false. I said, Jim, why is it I, I, I haven't gotten sick <laughs> in six, seven years, and I get a booster shot, and I, I can barely breathe now. I, I don't yeah, get I really it. didn't. I didn't get the booster shot. I don't know if I'm gonna or not. Well, but you, uh, but uh, did you have ill effects after you got the two shots? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, both times I felt like like I was half dead. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> isn't isn't it amazing? Yeah, I didn't like them really. Isn't it amazing how we've gotten to the point where, you know, we, we just we, we see large crowds, people going to the ball games. I was watching the Yankees last night, 
and I saw the three guys in the ESPN booth. They were practically sitting on each other's lap. I mean, it looked uncomfortable. Not to mention David Cohn doesn't like that uh, scenario there. He's not looking good on well, ESPN. Look at everybody in D.C. over the last few weeks have been kissing yeah. each other, right. hugging each other right. at big parties. They're crazy. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi uh, kissed uh, Joe Biden's hand. Like, yes, oh, they say God. today that she's in the clear and she doesn't really have it. Yeah. I, I, wish so crazy, she, I don't wish anybody having it because no, of it's really not. bad. But no, no, not at all. And yet they would they would want you and I to have it because we're the evil yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would they would hope we, we had it for in, sure. In, in, yeah. the, in the interest of democracy, anyone who who professes any type of loyalty towards Donald Trump should be killed. He shouldn't be alive. It's in the best interest of the of, of our democracy. But you don't like the Bill of Rights. You don't like the Constitution. What we we need to save our democracy. Remember that remember that big fat woman that was uh, uh but just before the election she was on all over social media and she was like this message is for the, all the Republicans we're going to destroy our democracy what's wrong with you I'm like oh my Not god no one we're republic we're a republic you know <laughs> oh it's just crazy and and all they have on their side now and granted it is a lot of material is uh, congresswoman green there out of georgia they attack her every day uh, and of course, anything they could do with Donald Trump, but you know, at any given time, look what happened in Sacramento last week was six people dead, twelve scores of others wounded. Who knows who died after that? But the story disappeared, Crazy Ray. Why? Even though it's about illegal guns and murder in our streets and mass murder, they knew right away, no, no, this isn't a crazy white kid grabbing a gun out of his grandfather's curio cabinet. This is just another case of urban blight gang-related incidents. We won't talk about this. And yet the very next day, the president says we should, we should take guns off our streets. Do you think thugs in Sacramento are listening to, to Joe Biden about new gun laws, Crazy Ray? No. no, no, and it's like Schumer saying that he wants to stop um, um, ghost guns, printed guns. Yeah, How do you do that because they're they're not really made until they're made. Right, 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 and they're not a they're big plastic pro- other than that. Right, right, they're just looking for reasons just to point the finger at gun manufacturers, at the white, uh, you know, cowboy uh, 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 legacy. Uh, they just want to destroy that. It it's, it's, it comes but right down to that. And we're not even talking about world, Disney. Schumer saying they wants to stop ghost guns. We do. We got right now. A ghost gun is a plastic, a roll of plastic on a three D printer. Yeah, I would like to see one being made at least. I love those three D printers when they oh, make I've houses. Seen it on YouTube. It's it's a thing. Yeah. Oh, I, but, I think it's fascinating. It's, it's a thing that you can't prevent. Every, anybody with a three D printer can make one. Right, right. And at the end of the day, it's not so much you know who has a gun as you know what what are they going to do with it. You know, and when I hear Sonny Halston say that people in the black communities are getting guns because they're afraid of white supremacies, I rather? wouldn't want to scare you, but you know what? For for like eighty five dollars, I could go to Walmart right now and have a a, a shotgun, gun, which yeah. would be a flare gun. Right, right. A flare and, gun and for eighty five bucks? Would, I wouldn't do it. Right, obviously. Right, like like uh, George I could too. Have a, a flare or a flare gun in my purse, you know. In your purse? You have a purse there, yeah, crazy? It would be very deadly. I'm sure it would. Crazy Ray, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta do a break, but good hearing from you, my friend. All right, man. That's uh, Crazy Ray here on the Live at Five Show. Gotta do a break. We'll be back after this. Check that. We're gonna be back. <laughs> uh, this has happened before. I don't know why this is going on, but it just disappeared. The break disappeared. I don't know why. Don't know why. There's no sun up in the skies. Stormy weather. Ah, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Is that it? No, that's not it. Uh, where are we? All right, well, I got... Sorry about that, Crazy Ray. I got more time than I thought. Uh, I talked about the poor guy in uh, Fox getting his leg blown off, not to mention his other foot. 
terrible story. And, uh, and the Seattle story, different thing. And I also mentioned how my embarrassing thing earlier today, if you're just listening, just t- tuning in, I couldn't get my wallet out of my back pocket. Now, I've had those situ- situations before, like toll booths on the highway, trying to get on, you know, trying to pay a toll booth on the, uh, the Whitestone Bridge or something. People beeping their horns. I can't get my wallet out of my back pocket because I'm sitting on it. That's pretty sad. But today, I was literally standing up at Shorty's, and I could not get my wallet out of my back pocket. It was very frustrating. It was another time I took a plane trip down to uh, Florida with my wife, and I couldn't get one of my overhead into the compartment, and everyone's waiting for me. So every time I do like an extra push-up, I'm thinking, you know, get stronger, get stronger, get stronger. And I think about that very moment because if you're not strong enough to push something that doesn't fit in an overhead, you're going to look like a douche. So I do a couple of extra push-ups just so I remember that moment. Embarrassing moments. They're not good. When you can't take your wallet out of your back pocket, it, it's almost like not being able to wipe, <laughs> which, by the way, I can do. And I'm sorry for saying that during the dinner hour, but I just did. Embarrassing moments exist, and one of them happened to me today, and it's never happened before. Wearing the same pair of pants I've had for I don't know how long now, but today it was a big, big issue. All right, so for the remaining three and a half minutes of your Live at Five Entertainment, without the commercial break that I was supposed to run, I apologize. Uh, if someone could uh, give me a shout, by, by all means, uh, call uh, 315-755-1240. New callers are always appreciated. Uh, if you have any type of uh, 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 counterintuitive uh, response to anything I've said, <clears throat> uh, just by all means, uh, share your thoughts within the realm of good taste. Yeah, when I, when I was saying that earlier, I put in Google, Seattle Subway Bankrupt. And that's exactly the words that I wanted to put into the Google search for the story, because that's the way I read it or, or saw it today on, on, on Fox and Friends this morning. But when I put in Seattle Subway Bankrupt in Google, it, it has stories from last year, uh, other, other initiatives about the, about the subway, n- nothing in relation to the story from Fox. So while we know that there's major stories that are being forbidden or somehow are restricted from, from the airwaves, like the Hunter Biden story, there's tons of other things that you're unaware of. Seattle's not proud of this. And Seattle is a very, very, very big uh, tech hub of America, of the world for that matter, just like San Francisco is. Uh, in fact, I believe Google, is, is, well, Google's not out of Seattle, but I'm sure they have an office there. But, you know, you would think that something, a, a story of that magnitude, based on the fact that they, they, they might possibly have to file bankruptcy because they're running out of money because of the buddy system has gone wrong and they haven't enforced it, or they've tried to with young kids with clipboards, that, in fact, they're embarrassed enough not to allow this to be disclosed. That's why it's so, so important for Fox News. It really is. Without Fox News and the New York Post, the, Biden, the Hunter Biden story doesn't exist. And I know we have our, our own uh, uh, local Democrats who say, what's the difference? It's the president's son. But, uh, you know, those, those rules are off the table. And prior to the Trump uh, candidacy, I would say that maybe that's still an argument. Doesn't matter if Ronald Reagan's son was a liberal. Doesn't matter if uh, uh, Billy uh, uh, Billy Carter was a drunk. Clearly, the sons and daughters. So all bets off the table, and yet they still go on and on and on about how uh, Donald Trump Jr. or his brother or his sister uh, did some wrongdoings back in 2015, 2016, and they fail to talk about what's going on at Hunter Biden 
and his involvement with his own dad, the big guy. It's just really, it, and finally it's coming to the surface. So the, the Democrats are going to scramble for the next guy or woman, and we'll have to see what uh, decision they come up with, but they're going to have to do it soon. Uh, AM 1240 WE10, Watertown makes us legal. Up next, CBS News. We do this every day. We'll see you tomorrow here on AM 1240 WE10. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Matt Piper in New York. Roboty is causing the